Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Star Style, be the star you are. And I am your goddess gardener and your host of the show, Brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charities, and the website for that is BeTheStarYouAre.org. We're coming to you live, and we are on the Voice America Network. This is, is the Empowerment Channel. Well, I hope that you've been having a great week. I was actually able to spend time with my entire family this past weekend, which makes me always so happy because we know how important family is to us. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you for the Pear Festival, which will be sponsored um, by Be The Star You Are's booth with Michael Verbrugge Construction, the La Mirinda Weekly, and MB Jesse Painting. Visit bethestarur.org forward slash events for more information. And this is a bumper sticker, and I loved it. It says, too blessed to be stressed. So I thought that's a really good one because we have to all really count our blessings and feel feel um, feel how happy we are just to be alive, and that should uh, eliminate some of our stress. And what our show is going to be about today is we're going to talk about living past 100 because it has been said that probably a baby born today has the opportunity and the possibility of living to over 150 years old. I can't even imagine it, and neither could our ancestors when they were only living to 30 and 40, but that is what's happening today. So we're going to find out what we can do to increase our longevity. We're also going to talk about saving our senses because losses to our five senses can truly zap our pleasure and they can also signal health risks. So how we can enhance and save our five senses, what we need to look for of uh, problems that will occur. But coming up right now in the first segment, I want to talk about farmers because America was an agrarian society until the early 1900s, but today we are a technology-focused 
country. And as of the last census, only 1% of Americans are now farmers. So with the global population expected to exceed 9 billion by 2050, farmers are going to have to grow 60% more food in order to feed the masses. They really are the foundation of our civilization, and we need to honor and respect their art. So I want to get us back to our roots and to talk about where our food comes from. Daniel Webster had said, let us never forget that the cultivation of the earth is the most important labor of man. When tillage begins, other arts follow. The farmers, therefore, are the founders of civilization. And I've always really loved that quote because we really do take it for granted of where our food comes from uh, because most of us, you know, most people live in cities or the suburbs and there really aren't that many farms around. And right now in this uh, month of summer, there's so many luscious fruits and vegetables at the peak of their perfection and the prospect of that perfect meal awaits. There's ripe and juicy nectarines, peaches, apricots, Asian pears. I mean, all of these can be devoured right off the tree. Or you can buy them at your local farmer's market. You can drizzle them with olive oil, grill them on the barbecue. Yum, 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 yum. And there's, you know, you go and you look and you see really good tomatoes, peppers, corn, cucumbers, zucchini, eggplant, blackberries, melons, beans, you know, and a plethora of other just, you know, yummy, yummy fruits and vegetables. And these all offer the promise of a culinary creativity. As in, if we're in our gardens, we can harvest another bushel or we can buy another bag. And of course, those farmers markets, right now they are tendering the very, very, very best of the season. And it's a good reason to stock up on the freshness and quality. And you could freeze or can for the winter months. But my real question here, my real focus today in this first segment of Star Style Be the Star You Are is to ask you the question, have you ever pondered the labor that is involved from the farmers behind that superior produce that you discover either in your grocery aisle or at your farmer's market or, you know, even when you are just growing things in your backyard? Now, throughout my teen years, I worked in the fruit cutting sheds along with my two sisters, where we would half and pit apricots, peaches, and pears, laying them on these wooden flats to be sun-dried, packaged, and sold. We were day laborers, just like the laborers that work in all the, the, farm, uh, the farms you know, around the country today. For years afterwards, I couldn't even eat any of these three fruits because of the memories of that dirty, exhausting work in the hot summer sun. And we were paid by the 50-pound lug of fruit cut with apricots earning us about, I think it was about 20 cents a box uh, containing uh, 200 or more, we called them cots in those days. Uh, Can you imagine cutting in half and pitting these tiny little apricots, 200, and getting about 20 cents? Now, peaches and pear paid half as much because they were bigger and even though some of them were called clings which meant the pit didn't come out very well but there was less fruit packed in a lug now cutting peaches was the nastiest of jobs because that peach fuzz would stick to your skin as the juice would run from the peach pit to our armpits and then when that gong rang at 4:30, indicating that our nine-hour shift was terminated 
oh my gosh, our itching bodies would just dash home for a shower. And if we had earned $20 for a full day's work, we were considered in the top 1% of farm employees. And you know what? We couldn't even wait until grape and walnut season. And as hard as those two crops were to um, to harvest, at least it wasn't that fuzz. <laughs> we did have the danger of picking up a rattlesnake, but um, that actually never happened. Saw them a few times, but it didn't happen. Now, although that work was tough, when I reminisce about those farm day experiences, I'm really, really grateful for the manual labor of my youth. And whenever I purchase a fruit or vegetable that I haven't grown in my own personal garden, I am so filled with appreciation for the toil of the farmers and the laborers who have worked rain or shine for many seasons to bring these crops to market. I was one of those people at one time, and these hardworking people are truly the unsung heroes of our lives. Now, my daddy was one of those men his entire life. Farming was a career that demanded attention 365 days a year. And he could work for several months only to have a complete crop and his one only annual paycheck devastated by rain or pests or drought or a combination of them. And when he was asked why he didn't like to gamble, he'd retort that being a farmer meant that every single day was a gambling day and he didn't have to go to the tables to wrestle with Lady Luck. So from the time my siblings and I could toddle, we worked the fields. As our age and our abilities grew, we were given more responsibilities. And by eight years of age, we all learned to drive. And then we had to drive tractor. We plowed the vineyards. We picked fruit. We worked the harvest. We always knew where our food came from because we, as farmers, we planted, we weeded, we watered, we tilled, We mowed, we hauled, we mulched, we fertilized, we pruned, we sprayed, we protected, we harvested. And then the process would start all over again, prepping for the next season of crops. There have been surveys done around the world that have asked children to explain from where their food came. Well, responses in the United States included that cucumbers come wrapped in plastic, eggs come from cartons, peas are found in the freezer, And chocolate milk is from brown cows. Now, (laughs) if you're laughing at that, it's, you know, the adults didn't fare much better. But recently, 27% of Australian kids in their final year of primary school believe that yogurt grew on trees, while 75% thought that cotton socks came from animals. And now in England, one-third of the country's children thought fish sticks came from pigs or from chickens, that tomatoes grew underground, that potatoes grew on bushes, and cheese was raised on plants. So the most disturbing thing, though, was that the majority of the kids stated that everything originates in the supermarket. And as I said, in these surveys, the sad thing was is that adults didn't fare much better than their kids. They really didn't know where their food came from. And these statistics reflect poorly on the intelligence of citizens in a first world country. We need to do better with educating our public of where our food was is grown and how long it takes to grow and the hazards that farmers face. 
As I said previously, uh, America was an agrarian society until the early 1900s. And now that we are a technology-focused country, it is interesting that only 1% of Americans have continued to be farmers. And I commend the schools where gardening is part of the curriculum because we can all become more appreciative of the growing cycles when we become more knowledgeable and even more so when we become home farmers ourselves. We have that responsibility to involve our children in the growing process by giving them the opportunity to plant, to water, and to tend to fruits, vegetables, and herbs. And what's really great about helping your kids to be a gardener or at least give them something to plant is besides being a superb science lesson, children will develop an appreciation for farm freshness and they'll feel a sense of achievement and accomplishment. And an added benefit is children enjoy eating what they grew. So thankfully, there has been a renaissance in learning the skills of canning. Baking pies from scratch is becoming fashionable again. As a child, you know, in quotes, putting up our fruits and vegetables for winter consumption was a fun family affair, one that I passed on to my children and hope that one day they will pass on to their progeny. So the next time that you bite into a peach, whether it's fresh, dried, or canned, you should say a little prayer of thanks for the extraordinary efforts that went into its development. Farmers are truly the foundation of our civilization, and we need to honor and respect their art. So it's time that we get back to our roots. So learn more about where your food comes from, and then be grateful that we have food on the table and that we live in a country where food is plentiful. So here are some mid-month nature guides for you. If you are growing Asian pears, allow them to ripen on the tree. When their skin color changes from green to yellow, they're ready for the picking. The fruit can be stored at room temperature for two or three weeks, but if you put it in the refrigerator, you'll be able to store it for six months. Unfortunately, Asian pears don't really ripen that well after they're picked, unlike so many other things. Like you can pick tomatoes in advance, and, and actually, it's better to pick them perhaps in advance because um, then they'll ripen on a counter. But, of course, as I've said before, never uh, refrigerate tomatoes. Otherwise, you're going to lose a flavor. Now, there's some superstar vegetables. Kale has been on the popular healthy vegetable list for several years. But in the near future, you're going to start seeing more publicity around beets and cauliflower because they are packed with vitamin C, K, B6. Cauliflower can be roasted, mashed, steamed, or eaten raw. And beets have anti-inflammatory properties. They lower your blood glucose. They improve muscle power and heart health. So that's really important stuff. So plan on planting all three of these this coming or uh, this coming autumn. Now this is the time to be on the lookout for bulbs of garlic, shallots, and onions again, which will be planted in the fall. A warning for those of you who live in uh, suburban areas and even some in urban areas: coyotes are getting bolder. They have been seen uh, walking or trotting, I suppose down the roads where schools are in uh, not just rural areas but just in in suburban areas neither of um of the carnivores of uh, coyotes are 
are frightened by people, which is interesting. So keep your small animals and children safe. Yes, we have taken over their land, and that is, um, you know, our bad. However, we are here now, so we do have to be careful about it. Also, many people commented on the um, the program that what was that was about rats, rattles, and voles, and so many people reported an, an increase in skunks, raccoons, foxes, coyotes, deers, moles, voles, rats, mice, and snakes around home. And so, again, just be vigilant to protect yourself. I also want to remind you that you can win $50,000 for your garden by entering America's Best Garden Contest. Um, I am going to be one of the judges, so I'm really excited about that. But you can get more information at americasbestgardener.com. I just received the proof of my new garden book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, book one in the Garden Short series. So uh, it will be able to be ordered soon I didn't like the paper it was on so I'm going to ask for another proof this has taken a lot longer than I had anticipated but at least the book is done and we are just waiting for it it's going to be $14.95 for the black and white interior the price for the color interior has not been determined yet and I feel it'll be a much better book when it's in color, but unfortunately, with the way publishing is, that makes for a more expensive book. But in any case, we'll keep you posted of that, but you'll be able to find more at goddessgardener.com. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about saving our senses. So don't go away. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style. Be the star you are. Be right back with you all. The star you are, the star you are. Are you seeking a dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. 
Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We can all use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment and register for free. Try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, again, my gratitude for you staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am always so happy to be your host right here on the Voice America Network Empowerment Channel of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. So we're going to talk about saving our senses because so often we take our five senses for granted. I mean, we kind of forget about uh, about how important it is to hear or what it is like to taste and all of these things that can make for a a very happy life because we just do it every day. So, for example, do you wear earplugs when you mow your lawn or do you put earplugs in when you get on an airplane? The thing about your hearing is that once you've got hearing loss, whether it is to sound exposure or aging or an illness, you can never get it back. So you do want to keep what you've got even if you have to say to people, turn down the music or be a little bit unpopular sometimes. So little small changes that you make every day can increase the, um, the risk of, your, of, losing, you know, of, of losing your senses if you don't make some changes. So you want to not be worried all the time about other health issues such as poor nutrition, falling, depression, or dementia. So let's talk about the different ones. So hearing. If you are a person that has always been going to loud concerts or you have a lifetime of noise with power tools, a loud workplace, you know, along with uh, normal aging, that will all cause deterioration. I mean, I think about all the concerts I went to um, as a youth, you know, the Who and Jefferson Airplane and and uh, uh, Led Zeppelin and you know all the different people that that really had really loud 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 concerts and I wasn't wearing earplugs but these days I definitely definitely do because the tiny hair cells in your ears that send signals to your brain they don't regenerate your brain shrinks as you age. But hearing loss can accelerate that shrinking, and that's kind of a scary thing. So if you lose your hearing and your brain starts shrinking, 
that actually doubles the risk of dementia. And then when that happens, you're also more likely to suffer falls because your balance is getting thrown off when you can't hear your footsteps. And hearing loss also increases your odds for depression and loneliness. So what can you do? First of all, wear foam earplugs or ear-protecting headphones around loud sounds. Now, what I do now is I actually carry earplugs with me, and I have actually been out to dinner with friends in a really loud restaurant where you can't even hear yourself across the table and put in my earplugs. But I always put them in my ears when I'm on an airplane now. And if ever I go to a dance party or something where it's, you know, I can still hear, but I don't need that loud, 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 loud noise. And the same if you're going to be using any power tools. For example, at my house right now, uh, my neighbor is remodeling, but they're doing something really extensive where they're having to... um, to drill into the cement and they're digging way down deep to put in, you know, to put in pillars or some kind of thing to help the foundation. Oh my gosh, the pounding is crazy. So sometimes I have to wear earplugs. The other thing is watch your weight, your blood sugar and your blood pressure to make sure to keep those tiny arteries that fuel the hell, the hair cells in your ears healthy. And then, um, If you already have some hearing loss, you may want to look into hearing aids because people who wore hearing aids scored better on all these different cognitive and memory tests than people who didn't wear um, hearing aids. So, you know, if you already lost your hearing, you better start thinking about what else you can do. Now, sight, that that was a hard one. You know, I always think, It would be so hard to lose your sight, especially for me as a gardener and nature lover. I would just be so sad not to be able to see all the beautiful colors of the gardens or the rainbows or the sky. So focusing up close gets more difficult as your eye's crystal clear lens stiffens and muscle fibers that control it weakens. Now, you may not be able to to stop all the problems that can happen. But you will be able to uh, be, become, become aware of any muscular degeneration. And of Clark's um, glaucoma, you can usually you get glaucoma between age 45, 55. And then that risk, if you happen to get that, the risk of cataracts triples. Now, I read something really crazy lately, and you might have read it too, is that a woman went in for cataract surgery And it turned out she had 45 um, pairs, I guess you would call it, of contact lenses in her eyes. Now, I don't know how you could just keep putting contact lens in after contact lens until you couldn't see anymore. But she thought she had cataracts. And I guess when they did whatever initial test, it looked like cataracts until they got in there. So, again, if you wear contacts, make sure that you do remove them as instructed by your optometrist or ophthalmologist. Now, what can you do to maintain blood flow to your eyes and uh, keep them healthy? Well, first of all, exercise is always good. Now, exercise seems to be good for everything. It seems to be the, um, you know, the I don't want to say the cure, but something that can help alleviate pain and stress and and weight gain and everything's just 
plenty of exercise. The other thing is plentiful sleep. That keeps eyes lubricated and it helps remove the irritants. So sleep is very critical. And now if you need corrective lenses and have no signs of cataracts, you might be a candidate for refractive surgery. More than 3 million Americans a year opt for vision-clearing cataract surgery. And that's according to the American Academy of Ophthalmology. Another common vision problem is dry eye. And what happens there is as you age, your body produces fewer natural tears, which can make your eyes feel gritty and tired. But you really need to talk to your eye doctor to find the best moisturizing strategy because treating dry eye can make you feel better, reduce blurry vision, and make reading and driving easier. However, if you're treating it with the wrong drops, you actually might be making it more irritating and you might be uh, continuing the dry eye more than you need to do. So you want to be careful of that. Again, whatever you're going to do, you want to talk to your medical uh, your medical specialist, your physician, or um, the specialist that is for that particular particular sense. Now, taste. Are you putting more salt in your soup or are you adding more sugar to your coffee? Cells within your taste buds may not regenerate at the same rate uh, as you're getting older. Again, everything changes as you age. So, Some ailments, including diabetes and upper respiratory tract infections, also rheumatoid arthritis, they can affect taste sensitivity. And as a result, you may use more salt or more sugar or more butter to to bring out more flavor. You may eat less fruit and vegetables, and you may go for more sweet or salty processed foods. So on the plus side, if you weren't a fan of strong-tasting vegetables like broccoli or cabbage or arugula, try them again because that's, you know, again, tastes change. I remember when I was young, I hated the taste of lima beans. I just thought they were just horrible. And now I really like lima beans. So even if you didn't like something when you were younger because of it, you thought it tasted poorly, try it again because flavor may be less intense now or it could just open new doors to some healthy, uh, some healthier foods for you. So what some things that you can do to take care of your taste buds is take care of all treatable health conditions, such as high blood pressure, any infections, or any inflammatory diseases that you might have. If your mouth is dry, again, talk to your doctor. Hundreds of medications can cause lack of saliva And that can include drugs for allergies, for anxiety, for pain and depression. And switching prescriptions, avoiding alcohol-based mouthwashes, and using a mouth moisturizer could also help. But again, always talk to your doctor. Now, go for more complex and intense flavors. You know, if you add garlic, onion, uh, vinegar, sharp cheeses, sautéed mushrooms, tomato paste, or sun-dried tomatoes, to your cooking, it is actually going to pump up your uh, taste buds a bit more. So, you know, do it slowly, but add to your repertoire of taste. And then also, by uh, changing up the sweet and salty flavors, it's healthy. So maybe uh, sprinkle just a little bit of sugar 
on some sliced fruit or a little bit of sea salt on vegetables. And that gives the illusion that the fruit is sweeter and the vegetables are saltier. I also find that by squeezing a little bit of lemon juice on just about anything just enhances flavor. So try that and see if that is helps your uh, tastes at all. Now smell. Every aroma is processed by a patch of nerve endings and they are about the size of a postage stamp. And those are very high up in your nose. And these nerve endings wear out and may even die off. So odor signals travel directly to some of the oldest parts of the brain, including to areas that are connected to memory and emotions. So, for example, Christmas cookies or something that maybe your mother or grandmother, a recipe made, you know, may not trigger cherished memories if you can't smell them. On the other hand, if you can smell them and you walk into a house, you'll think, oh, wow, that smells just exactly like my childhood. And assuming, hopefully, that you had a happy childhood. I always think about persimmon pudding. That was something at the holidays that my mom always, always made because we had lots of persimmons. And I, I don't know, it was that combination of allspice and cinnamon and nutmeg. It just... It smelled so delicious that I can I can actually, when I talk about it, I can actually smell it right now. But smell and taste are really closely linked. So if you can't smell, your food may not be as enjoyable because you probably aren't going to be able to taste it that much. And um, the other bad thing about it is if you can't smell and you eat leftovers, for example, they could be spoiled and you may not even know it. What can you do? People who exercise regularly and don't drink excessively are less likely to suffer from loss of smell. And that's according to a 2016 um, NIH National Institute of Health study. Now, 20% of people 70 and older in a recent study could not detect the smell of smoke, and 31% didn't notice the smell of natural gas. Now, that obviously can lead to some danger. Another reason why in your house you want to have smoke alarms and you want to have those uh, carbon monoxide um, uh, sensors in your house because you may not be able to smell them. So again, exercise, here we go again, is very important. Avoid strong fumes from cleaning products and other chemicals. And uh, smell training seems to help 30 to 40% of people improve their ability to detect odors. And what is a smell training? Well, what you do is you spend a few minutes a day gently sniffing familiar aromas, such as cut a lemon and smell it, and then kind of really understand that smell. You know, take a clove smell it, or get an actual nutmeg a seed, which I do every day. I have a nutmeg seed and I grate it into my coffee. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. Or go out, like they say, and smell the roses. See if you can determine the difference between a rose and a eucalyptus tree, for example. Now the next sense is touch. About 30% of people say that their sense of touch isn't what it used to be as they get old, older. And another 30% say it is very poor. 
Now, normal brain aging and the gradual loss of touch-sensing receptors in skin might explain that problem. So your ability to detect pain, heat, cold, it weakens as your sense of touch declines. Now, aging can affect sensors in joints, muscles, and tendons, as well as skin, and that that gives your brain important information about where your body is in any space. So that's why sometimes you might feel unsteady or clumsy. What you can do, it's not a secret formula. If you like to dance, then dance more. If you like to walk, walk more. If you like to play tennis, play tennis more. If you like to swim, swim more. In other words, continue to do activities that you love and that you always love. I know a woman who was in her 80s, and she's still taking like three dance classes um, a week. She takes a salsa class, and she also she loves doing salsa, and she also loves, uh, oh, what's it called? Um, not Zumba. Oh, it's a South American, a South American dance. Anyway, a, a tango. She loves tango. Yeah, so I just think it's amazing. She's been dancing all her life, and she's not about to stop. So that's not that is great exercise, but it also really enhances your body's sense of touch. The more your body has the experience of moving, the more the receptors will stay active and useful. You've heard that uh, that saying before. You know, use it or lose it. Well, that is the same thing now too. It's a use it or lose it. Wearing body-hugging clothing also stimulates touch receptors. So a good thing now, especially for women, is, you know, you wear leggings and they have, like, you're having, um, like, sports bras and things that are tight and still fashionable. And that is actually good because it's actually stimulating your skin. So uh, for those of you who might be having any issues, consider that. And you might want to go into an athletic store to ask about what kind of body-hugging clothing they have. And then, finally, one of the things that I love about the touch sense is be generous with your hugging. Why not? You know, and ask people to reciprocate. Pet the dog. Get a massage. Or go to reflexology. Go to the chiropractor. Whatever it is that you can do that will enhance the touching because Touching boosts well-being, and it helps you feel very much in tune with the people around you. So don't ignore your sense of touch. It is very, very uh, critical. And don't ignore any of your senses. And again, I just want to reiterate the one that I think that so many young people, because I was one of those people, that uh, forget to really consider, and that is the, the sense of Hearing, So be careful at all of these really, really loud uh, concerts because once you lose your, uh, your sense of um, hearing, you will not get it back. And that would really be devastating. Now, uh, in a previous uh, radio broadcast, I talked about the opioid uh, problem and had a lot of response from, from, from people who have been part of that who have suffered the loss of a child or a loved one because of it. And so I just want to reiterate that 
you know, so often the people are young, they have promising futures, loving families, and yet they have an addiction. And an addiction is an epidemic. It is not something that is wrong with the person. There's never been anything like this before because it is really affecting, this epidemic is affecting everyone. Uh, People Magazine recently did a special report on the opioid crisis, and they wrote that it's honors students, executives, grandparents, newlyweds, and they actually put 130 faces of a few of the lives that were lost from overdoses just so far this year. And that is um, really sad because we really are in a fight to save our lives. So one person dies of an overdose every 10 minutes. And uh, Dr. Andrew Kolonandi said that the world has never seen an epidemic as severe as this one that we're facing right now. And so there there are ways to get help. Uh, Four in five heroin users first abused prescription drugs. So it very often starts with the prescription because of an accident or an illness or some other kind of suffering. I want to just give you some um, contact numbers again on how to get help if you or someone you know is addicted. These groups might be able to assist you. So Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, it's an agency of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The website is samhsa.gov. That's like SAM and then HS like SAM. So samhsa.gov. The phone number is 800-662-4357. And what it does is it also gives referrals to treatment programs around the United States. There's also um, a a website called ihateheroin.org, just as it's spelled, just as it sounds, ihateheroin.org. And it's an Iowa-based nonprofit, and it provides information and nationwide support for recovery assistance. And then finally, a support network for families dealing with addiction is learntocope.org. And it's the word learn, the number two, and then cope. Learntocope.org. And then at our website on starstyleradio.com, we have listed other ways that you can get help. So if you or someone you know is suffering please reach out before it's too late because it can affect absolutely anyone. And you may not think of yourself as a person who would ever get addicted, but it can happen very rapidly. Well, I'll be back in a bit, and we will be talking about longevity, which, of course, we want to all live long and prosper. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I will be right back, so don't go away. Thank you. The star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. 
do to protect your business from internal fraud without destroying morale of the company? Most fraud happens in small businesses that lack sophisticated controls. Now, two key elements are to separate the duties and to stay involved. Don't put individuals who may have financial difficulties in charge of money. Be cautious of the employee who never wants to take time off or never wants a vacation. Establish a system of checks and balances so that cash and checks are deposited directly into the business account. Try to at least review your bank reconciliation to make sure they all add up. And at some point in your business life, you'll probably have to deal with an employee dishonesty. But if you're aware of the dangers, you will find solutions before you have an expensive problem. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan with an I dot com or call 925-377-STAR, 925-377-7827. Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. Bethestarur.org. Dare to care. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save $20 today with coupon code VAE639 at Freshly.com. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, I'm glad you're staying for the entire party because now we're going to live 
uh, learn how to live to be 100 and have fun while we are doing it. You might have heard about uh, Jean Clement. She was just a typical woman of her time. She was born in Arles, France, and actually in 1875, and she didn't do anything really fabulous in her life. I'm In fact, it was kind of an unremarkable life by most accounts, except for one thing. When she died in 1997, she was 122, which is the oldest person on record so far to have ever lived, 122 years old. And when she was asked about her age, what she said is, I just kept getting older and older, and I couldn't help it. Well, that sounds pretty good, just to keep getting older and older. But what does an extraordinary life of this ordinary woman have to do with us today? Well, it's kind of more than you might think. Because when she was born in 1875, living to 100 was extremely rare. In fact, in that time period, the average age for people was to live to a, a no more or around, I guess average, I should say, would be around 48. So it's crazy. She was almost going, what, uh, two and a half times that number. But today in the United States, people 100 and over are representing the second fastest growing age group in the country. What's the fastest growing age group? People over uh, 65, no, people over 85. And people who are 65 years old today, they can expect if they try to live a healthy life and they don't get run over by a bus, to live until their late 90s. But if you think about it another way, a 10-year-old child today has a 50% chance of living to 104 And some um, demographers have even speculated that a baby that is born this year has the potential to live to be 150 years old. Now, I don't know that any, you know, that I don't know if we're going to know anybody who's going to live to 122, but I do know several people right now who are in their 90s or late 90s. In fact, I have an aunt and uncle who are um, in their 90s, and I know uh, many other people, and they're healthy and doing really well. And as individuals and as a society, I think we have to prepare for that time when it is common to live to be 100. I mean, I think that as as a younger person, to say I'm going to live to 150 has to be a bit daunting. In one way, it sounds amazing, because you have all these experiences to look forward to. But in another way, it's really frightening because how many careers are you going to have to have? You know, how much money are you going to have to save in order to be able to take care of yourself for that amount of time? I mean, we haven't really gotten to that point yet that we know how to do it. So we have to create a new mindset around aging, and we have to have solutions for helping us to live better and live longer and live healthier otherwise uh, you know we're not going to live happily so we have to think about three special places our health our wealth and our self so health 
As we think about living to 100, we simply can't continue doing the same things we've been doing regarding our health because health has more to do with the choices we make every day and in how we live our lives than it has to do with the occasional visit to the doctor's office. And we are beginning to embrace a new vision and a new culture of health that focus more on preventing disease and emphasizing well-being throughout our lives. You know, you just have to know, look at the Okinawa studies where the a very large majority of people live to over 100. And what they say, what is what? why are they living so well, Is be, it it's really gets down to health. First of all, they eat a diet that is mostly fish and plant-based with some rice. They're getting exercise daily. They're doing things like Tai Chi and... They also have very close family and friend relationships, which really helps to increase longevity. It's like that social part of of living that we all, as humans, we need. And another thing is they believe in a higher power, whether it is religion or plants or whatever it is. They believe that there's something higher than them. And those are all things that are very important for um, continuing health. Now, wealth, one of the things people fear most about living longer is that they're going to outlive their money. And I think that anybody with any common sense, and that is meant as a pun, (laughs) is uh, truly going to believe that way because, unfortunately, this fear is a very real one, especially for younger people who tend to view saving for retirement as an exercise in futility. So what if instead of saving for retirement, we just think of saving to do things we've always wanted to do? And that's kind of the way I've always put money away is I've always wanted to travel and I've always wanted to be able to live the life that I dream of. So whenever I get a paycheck, you know, it really goes, the majority goes into savings as much as possible. In other words, you don't want to save not for the absence of financial hardship, but you want to save for the means to thrive and to be able to afford the life that you want to live. So call it saving for life. That seems to be something that is smarter to do. And no matter what your age, start now. It's really a good thing. And if you're in your teens or your 20s, you know, go ahead. And uh, and if you have a job, if you have the ability to open an IRA account that you can um, get tax-deferred dollars, make sure that you do that. And then finally for yourself, We need to challenge our outdated attitudes and stereotypes about aging because the research shows that our self-perception of aging can influence not only how we age, but also how our health status um, as we get older. So we have to have a positive self-perception of aging because that's all associated with living longer and with less disability. So uh, one of the keys is to get rid of the outdated stereotype that about aging and spark new solutions so that more of us can choose how we want to live and how we want to age. So for young people living to 100, it's not a pipe dream. It's, it's a real, real possibility. And we can all realize those dreams if, if we are preparing for it. And, you know, Jean um, Talment's strategy of just getting older because she couldn't help it That's not going to cut it for us. 
We have to get older because we really are caring about uh, getting older and we're preparing for getting older. So look at where you are in life today. Look at your bank account. Look at your exercise plan. Look at the foods you eat and remember that everything that goes into your body is going to have an effect on your longevity. So you really and truly want to eat healthy. That is really incredibly, incredibly important. So uh, the number of people who are going to live past 100 is projected to grow 12-fold between, well, the years 2000 and 2060. So let's say we're close to 2020 now, and it has already it has already grown by over a hundred thousand. So how amazing is that that we can all live to be a hundred if we take care of ourselves? Well, thanks for being great listeners. This is our Star Style Be the Star You Are show for today. We hope that you are tuned in every Wednesday from four to five p.m right here on Voice America Network on the Empowerment Channel with me, your coach and your host and your goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan. I do believe you can change your life and you can make your dreams come true. For more information about me or my books, visit CynthiaBryan.com. To get involved with the charity that brings you this show, visit BTSYA.org or the name of the charity, be the star you are.org will get you there too. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. And definitely would like you to read a book because a book is like a garden in your pocket. So until next week when we will celebrate once again, just remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails. And smiles will keep us all happy. So smile a lot. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style. I thank you and I encourage you to be the star you are. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And may this week be the best week ever. Until next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, have it a great week and make it wonderful. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you the star you are, be the star you are, you are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit StarStyleRadio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are.